Welcome to Sport from the Bleachers. Results and opinions for the fans, by the fans. Before I introduce our two regulars in Scott Young and JB, Scott, you rang me during the week and had a real carry on about how you thought you needed to host this show and I was no good. You received feedback that what I do is no good. Mate, I'll, I'll stop you there. I'll stop Park it. Park it because it's no good, right? You can sit there and you can dribble all you want. You've supported, you've supported Para, right? You got them up for one win. Now they're shit. You supported the Dragons; they were shit, and all of a sudden they're good. Penrith won. Who are you supporting? We still don't know. Now, JB, before I I'll finish with him, I'm going to start on you as well. Para shit again, and they'll be shit for a very long time, right? Collingwood don't have a ruckman; they could be shit too. Last week, you had bought tickets to both the AFL and NRL Grand Final. Have you traded them in? No. No, no. I've bought more, mate. <laughs> anyway, boys, welcome. Yeah. Thanks, How are you, mate? How you going? Mate, <clears throat> for the record, for the record, on the listener feedback, before we get any further, I've been told from a listener there was 57 eye guesses on the podcast <laughs> and 31 coughs. So... That was that was straight after the Wednesday last week. Well, thank you for listening. Well, that's that's what we're all about, mate. Well, Scotty, look, I'm glad you brought listener feedback up. Now, <laughs> I, I had one sent in from. Um, we'll keep them anonymous, but it's off the back of the Anthony Seabold photo of falling asleep <laughs> in a public oh, yeah. space. And uh, um, the, the, this particular listener wants a bit of um, background on a story of yourself. Um, apparently, it involves you falling asleep inside a pub. And <laughs> from what I'm hearing, he's saying it's, it's not from when you were 18 or 20. It's more when you were actually, a, <laughs> what we say, an adult. Can you just elaborate <laughs> on that, please? He's not an adult. You oh, know we, that. We, we, which time was it? <laughs> oh, mate, there's, been, there's been a few sleep-ins in a pub. Um, most recently, yeah. It was a, wor- a work function, I think. A work, yeah, it was, it was a work event. Um, oh, mate, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it down to the to the company. They um they they ran out of beer. Yeah. And un- un- unfortunately, that the only thing left to drink was red wine, and and Scott Young being the way Scott Young is. He drank red wine like he drinks beer. And um, next thing you know, I I woke up in a pub at 4 a.m. No missed phone calls from anyone. No nothing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I shit myself and got my merry way home. And, uh, so they, yeah, yeah. is it right they locked the doors in the pub? So they, what had happened, I had made my way somehow. This is a multi-story type of hotel. Um, establishment and I'd woken up onto a floor that wasn't open that night but the door the door managed to be open and uh, the lounges were quite comfortable I um, I, I tucked my head in there and had a sleep and everyone else that I was with apparently thought that I just um, I got turfed and was sent in a cab but um, no no I was uh, I was I was fast asleep. Doors were doors were locked. Um, I got out through the fire stairs <laughs> and ran and <laughs> could not run any harder in my life. I was petrified. Yeah, so can thanks, I add to that? Thanks for bringing that can up. I, thanks can I add to that? that? That listener feedback's great, but if we were to stay on this topic, 
JB. I'll, I'll, we could do about 14 podcasts on it. Because <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know. Dead, and as you're, as you're well aware, yes, he yeah. is... Again, he likes, I, he, I, I, I praise Kim. I, I praise he Kim. He likes a late night, Kim, I tell you. <laughs> I don't know what. Anyway, mate, oh, a, lot, a now, lot going on. A lot going on the last week. Let's go, Hedo. Yeah, yeah. boys, there's, there's been a lot going on. Um, look, I probably want to take the new ball and open the bat. And you, the three of us have been sort of in a chat this week around some certain stuff and, you know, we'll call it out as it is. And I know, JB, you've got some opinions on it, but I just want to – and I and, and I do sort of understand where you're coming from and, and, and we'll talk about it further. But I guess the way Paul Kent approached the situation on NRL 360 during the week and he's a journalist first and that's his job. And for me, you've got to put whatever mateship you have aside – and I'll say from the three of us know his best mates with Ricky Stewart. And the way he carried on, they got beat 53-12 to 12 and leaked 40 points in the second half. Penrith, for me, weren't that good. But he threw Ivan Cleary under the bus around how he said, quote, good karma after Jamin Salmon screamed weak gutted dog after scoring a try. Um, and Scott, I know you've got some stuff to jump in on the back of, uh, of of why he did it, but I guess I'm pretty strong on the fact that Kenty should be a journalist first and a mate second. He should be reporting on the fact that Canberra were horrible and not trying to mask mask the point around, I guess, the, the weak gutted dog comment, which Ricky created himself, and then throwing Ivan under the bus for basically asked the question and he responded with good karma. Now, boys, I guess you can take a hit up and, and, and see where we're at and have conversation around it. But I guess my issue around it is good stories don't sell and Penrith are clickbait at the moment and they're the most clicked side going around and Kenty's trying to get clickbait for me. Yeah, look, I... Yeah, I do, I do 100% agree that you could see the um, backing up of the mate coming through his comments and it got personal and how yeah. emotional he was. And yeah. you could tell he's emotionally invested in pushing the point across, let's support Ricky. Um, now, I, yeah, as I said, I agree, agree with you on that point. I do agree with, you know, with Kenty in terms of, and this may be a bias for me because I'm not a fan of Penrith, but they are, I don't know, the way, look, if you win, you win, you celebrate, you celebrate, that's fair. But there, I think there's a bit of, um, like, I, I won't knock Cleary because he can, he can talk the talk, he walks the walk, you know, we all know how good he is. But someone like... Um, Luai, for example, or saying to Scott during a week. Now he's gone. He's done. He's done that stupid speech at um, old mate's wedding, and just he's a bit of a tool in my book. And now look, he's going to lose the sixth jersey this year, in my opinion, to Nico. And 
look, Nico would probably would have got it anyway, just based on how he's playing. But I think Luai is kind of um, content now. Like he's he's just happy just to roll around with the with the Penrith squad and make sure he's winning and all that. And you know, as long as he's top of the pops, kind of thing. And yeah, he, can I can I can I stop you there yeah, for a sec, yeah. then? And and Kenty referenced that again from three months ago. So. Yeah. The reason for me it got personal is because he's brought that back up again and he did three episodes on it at the start of the season yeah. as well. Yeah. So is Penrith that bad that it's just Luai? No, no oh, it's not just Luai, no, not at all. No, I, I think as you, I do agree with that with the, the Penrith clickbait, you know, like they're the most watched team because of how they play and and look, a little bit on how they celebrate and especially it was always going to be watched especially with Jameis Salmon playing on the weekend, like it was always going to be highlighted. And then it always started. As soon as the, the kickoff started, everyone noticed, oh, Ricky's up in a box, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they, right, cool. and they try and read stuff in that. So it's always going to play it that way. And he knew Kenty was going to jump in. But, look, you're right. I think bringing it back to the what you said at the start, yeah, he does need to kind of hide it, hide the mateship a bit better. And so uh, Paul Crawley as well, so yeah. Because look, and and I know it's going to come across as me as a one-eyed Penrith fan, but it's it it's you can't clickbait on a show like that. That's already one of the most popular footy shows going around. You can't then just throw the dirt and then just expect nothing. No, well, it, you know, it was- and young and. And young, and I know you. We we spoke, and I did use the word journalist. That Kenty was a journalist. Well, for me, and I know you've got some stuff to back it up on. He didn't really do his journalistic job. Yeah. No. <clears throat> no, he didn't. Hang on one second, um, if you, Scotty. If you're going to bring up any spelling mistakes, <laughs> I'm going to really I might have to challenge that from you. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> Mate, I'm the world's best speller. I was the year Chat two GPT, speller. mate. He yeah. uses Chat GPT. I was, the, I was year two spelling bee, mate. I'm the best there is. <laughs> um, look, I, I think I'm. I, I just think Penrith is a, a hated team. I, I don't think it's just the way because of you know your little eyes and stuff. I just think whether you know the the team from the west that are doing well and they don't like it. So. Um, with the whole Jamin Salmon thing, um, I think Kenty, he's just, he hasn't done his job right. Uh, I think if you listen to Peach's interview on 2GB, he said, yeah, poor Salmon. It was copping, poor Salmon was copping on the bench for 60 minutes at the game from the crowd, right? And it was pretty funny and all that. And then when he scored, he screams it to the crowd. He screamed it to the crowd. We got a dog. It wasn't even directed at Ricky. Maybe, maybe it was a bit, but if you're if you're getting heckled whilst you're whilst you're playing from the crowd, you, of course you're going to come out with that sort of emotion. Yeah, you see it all with with guys kicking from the sideline. You know, after yeah, they kick right. it, they, they... you see it all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, I I, I think and 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 you could see it when um. Crowley, I think it was Crowley that, that picked him Crawley. for it. Crawley, he, he picked it. He picked yeah. him when he's, you know, going. You can't, you know, you can't talk about myself and oh, you said this about me and blah 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 and um, whatever. And then you come back out and he comes and he screams that after scoring a try and, and winning the game. Yeah, it was by a fucking fifty odd points, 
and then you got Kenty having a whinge. But then what was it? Last Origin, Kenty's writing a column about going, oh, you're not allowed to do anything. No one's saying anything anymore. It's all boring and all this bullshit. And then here it is, clear as day. Yeah, it's and funny, he's, and he's having a winch. He's just backing his mate. You would, like, yeah, he's you, backing his, yeah. You would like to see it if it wasn't Ricky, you know. Yeah, if it was uh, like a C. Dave, you hit the nail on the head. It was if, yeah, if it was Craig Bellamy or Wayne Bennett. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like is is he going to carry on? Look. And again, it's been a talking point. And JB, I know you're not obviously not up in Sydney, and I'm not sure we know you've read about it, but it's been all over radio. It's been all over social media about just the the personal attack and him bringing up the stuff from mm. Penrith from months ago. He hasn't got anything on Penrith, <laughs> like, and for me, he brought up culture, and he goes, "Why would you leave your son at Penrith?" As a junior, now I know, I know some junior players. So he he said, "Why would you, as a parent, leave want to leave your kid in the hands of Penrith when their culture's the way it is?" Right? And I, I'll pull it up, and I'm happy to share it with anyone. I know, I know, young kids that are playing Harold Matz and SG Ball at the moment that parents are leaving them, obviously with the coaches that are involved, and they can't speak highly enough of it and what they're doing for young men. So for Kenny to throw stuff around like that, I, I think he – and for starters, I don't think Penrith will invite him in. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, it, mate, it, it speaks volumes. We're the best – like Penrith's like the best feeder ground, best juniors. It, like it's clear as day. Look, what we should do is re, we should repost the video that the uh, media's got, media guys did at the start of the season on how many – players Penrith have in every other team at yeah. the moment. Look, I just yeah. think, like, it's, you know, w- w- when Penrith were, were iron at winning their first uh, flag, right, it was all about how good is this, how rare is it to have so many players that have come up through the ranks and all stuck local together, juniors. local juniors yeah. stuck together. So it kind of, and I'm sure that it was reported in and around Kenty and, and all that, and he would have kind of thrown a positive comment that way in terms of like it just shows the the grassroots in that area are right. But it's hard to kind of say, oh yeah, like why would you leave your kids there? Well, mate, they're kind of they're just showing that they've got a good system there, and you'd, hmm. they're probably number one in Sydney where you'd yeah. want to go. Yeah, well, well, but yeah. that's why they want to go there, right? All right, let's bin that. Like we, we we've got it out, and we we <laughs> we got out what we wanted. JB, I want to talk to you. We had a good para had a good win. They've gone and decided to stick Hopgood on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Look, can you give me any reasons? Any reasons why? Nah, that that that's that's flawed me to be honest. Um, look, I know having Sean Lane come back. Like, fair enough. He needs to start. Like, you know, he's been one of our best players and you know, probably the top two or three best players over the last few few years. So it definitely gets a start. But I don't agree. Um, like Hopgood has been, you know, almost our number one defensive player. And <laughs> and the the pressure he puts on around the ball and the effort he does put in. Uh I I, I would have yeah, I would have put I would have left Cartwright 
on the bench and had Hopgood on. I mean, that's how we were playing Cart right at the start of the season, and that's how we played him yeah, pretty much all year last year. Come on, the bench has that kind of, you know, that um, <laughs> that, that, that that player that kind of can just make a bar, <laughs> make make a bit of a blast in the half an hour. But yeah, I don't know what they're doing there. Look, maybe it's a maybe it's just a little fucking ploy. I don't know whether they will start him on. I don't know, but. Mate, you know, my biggest concern for you, Justin, is that they're making this change up against the fucking Tigers. You've got the maybe, Tigers maybe. And- look, this is the problem. Like, he might, might be thinking, ah, oh, look, it's a walkover. We'll just give him a break, Mate, you know? Youngin, what happened What happened this time last year, Youngin? Yeah, you lost to the Tigers, mate. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, but listen. The Tigers aren't the same They're as they were. Shit. They're They're shit. Shit. They are. They're so shit. Let's Look, I'm not. I'm not saying that we're going fucking cherry ripe. We're not, right? But the Tigers couldn't be any shitter on and off the. Fucking- are you? Are you a moral? Are you morals this week? Nah, look, well, mate, we'll win. Don't worry about that. Don't stress. Morals? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, are they in your multi? Uh, no. No, they're not. So you're not that All right, listeners. All right. yeah, listeners, we'll just we, we might just stop the podcast there. We might just <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but look, the Tigers, you can't they they can't do it on the field. They can't do it off the field. What what what's going on down there? Seriously, this whole look. Yeah, fuck the Justin Pasco thing this, and there's Pasco fella. Yeah, that's that's all the talk that we're hearing up here. Like, I'll, I'll ask you two lads. I'll, I'll try and ask it in a way of of, of you're at work, all right? So you're in the middle of a, a massive meeting together, right? Whether it's whatever. And the head boss who doesn't know what's going on at all just decides to sit in the meeting and get on his phone. <laughs> oh, and he's got wearing sneakers. He's not wearing right, he's wearing, like, But what I'm saying is he just gets in, just yeah. decides to get in the middle of the meeting and just get on his phone. Yeah. Flog. Do you start to look around? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's just yeah. taking the paycheck, mate, and just—he's not interested. He'll just—he yeah. smells that bloke, just trying to do the bare minimum, and sign his check at the end of each week. And look, I, I don't—I don't like what James Hooper says a lot. I—I I don't like a lot of what the Fox Sports guys write. But Hooper wrote an article during the week. They haven't made finals since he's been there. In Pasco, so Pat, they haven't made finals since Pasco's been there. Um, he's let Andrew Webster go, and now he's yeah. now coach of the Warriors, mm-hmm. right? So Webby comes through there as a junior coach, and he let him go because uh, he was the interim after Ivan and mm-hmm. said he wasn't good enough. He didn't get Serraldo. No. He let Serraldo go to the Bulldogs. Do you know, you know, you, and you, you look, say look that. At how the Bulldogs are playing, which we'll get onto them in a sec. Mm. See, you say like, you say that, right? And it's all it all comes down to like public expectations, I suppose, of the club, right? If if the Roosters, for example, went on a even if they went on three four year back to back of not making finals, they would do a massive shake up of the system. They'd be going, yeah. From the top down, going yeah. bang, and because that's the expectation of the Roosters, right? And it's just, it's All right, JB, sh- can I? Yeah. So Collingwood is Collingwood an example of this? Exactly, exactly right. So if we, if we 
were to go for a lot extended period of time, three to five years of not making the finals, there would be massive shakeups. It wouldn't even get to five years. The coach would be because they've gone. done it recently too, but haven't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I just think that the Tigers, the board themselves, <laughs> hold their bar too low. Like they're happy to accept that. Oh yeah, look, it's been five years, whatever it's been. They need to be saying, no, nah, enough's enough. Like, mm. like not one bloke can just walk around just, you know, run the ship. Like you can't. I just think that, that just look. I think that this whole media, look, the media attention does make changes. To be honest, so it'd be interesting mm. to see what happens in the next few weeks with him. Well, there's a there's talk of their next game that they'll turn their backs at the 11th and 12th minute mark. Um, Is this because they fucked the jumper design up for the answer? Well, the jumper design as well, but the 11th and 12th minute, or they'll just walk out at halftime, yeah. the fans, yeah. well, the next home game. What if they're losing by halftime or something? No, whether they're winning or losing, they're just going to make a stand. Oh, uh-huh. interesting. They now that's, for me, right, for me, that's a football, that's a soccer football analogy because if there's, if the gaffer in Europe is shit and the fans don't like the gaffer or certain players and they turn against them, they're sacked. Yeah, yeah. They don't like the, look at the Glazers, Scott, in yeah. at Man U, yeah, right? They are getting caned and caned and caned yeah. and now they put the club up, put the club up for sale. Yeah, they're trying no, to get yeah. moved on. They listen to the fans. They do. So, JB, I reckon you're right. It's it's fan movement. I, I reckon there's some movement at the Tigers. You heard it here first on the bleachers too. So no <laughs> one's told them they're fucking off. <laughs> All right, boys. Now we, the Bulldogs. They're shot to pieces. They can't even field 21 players. And they're in every single game and. They win 15-14 on the weekend with Birdo kicking a field goal from basically nowhere <laughs> and having the courage for chip and chase inside his own half. Like, that's – you're playing for your coach. Mate, spot on. Spot on, man. Yeah. I, again, where, where's the coach come from? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, look, that, <laughs> that, 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 finish, yeah. that finish just showed – like they'll do anything. Like especially in that, that in that time of game. Like usually, you, you do try and just keep yeah. possession and and not try and you don't want to you don't want to be the guy that does a stupid fucking move like that and lose the game for your team. Yeah, but you could tell that they're all in it and they're all like you know let's throw it now. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You've got to give it a fucking go and look. And look, he done a fucking awesome job kicking that from where he had to kick it from. Oh fucking hell. Mm. Yeah, look there, look, yeah. and look. It just shows, as you said, Hedo, like the passions there, the commitments, the, the intent from the players are there. So, right, I, well, I think a lot. Sorry, I, I think Ado Carr's no. got a lot, a lot to do with that. A, eh? I think, I think he's awesome. He's got to be, he's got to be in the origin side. I, mate, I think, even if I, it's for a culture point of view. Yeah, exactly, and, and that's what he does. Mate, he you gets, a, he gets the boys up and going. Yeah, he gets them up and going, man. He's, he's so exciting to watch. And I, I think I've enjoyed him more playing there than he has well, fucking wherever he was. That's the storm. That's yeah. storm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're doing, no, they're doing I, well. I reckon it's a great shout. Right, so I've been clear he's let Serato go and he's got them playing for playing for him. 
But what about the Warriors? There's not a chance in hell in the last 15 years that they'd come from 20 points down mm. and win 32-30 at the end of a game. Tell, I'm happy to is, – is, is there any, any chance? Nah, no, no way. I, no, I don't think anyone would have tipped that. No. Not a chance. And I know I, I saw a thing with um, Sean Johnson after the game, so that interview after the game. Yeah. And just what – like a short snippet of that of just – like you could tell his emotion, like how much he wanted it, and the conversations apparently between the the boys at halftime was just like, you know, this could be something we tell our grandkids about. Let's just fucking go out there, yeah. have a crack, mm. caution the wind, mm. and yeah, and that's exactly what they did. And mm. and in that in that conditions as well, like it's not only the oh, it's not only the deficits. It's those conditions that really would at Shark Park too. Yeah. Sharks never lose at home. No, exactly. No. Uh, it's a different mindset there. there. I yeah. wish I was there to see that. It would have been good. Well, Scott, let's go somewhere else before we before we move on to one of your other fourteen teams you support, <laughs> and the dragons have the dragons have had a win now. Yeah. JB, <laughs> I'm not lying; they actually won. No, and you know what? I'm surprised um, Zach Lomax converted so many goals because when I when I when I saw I saw him play against against the Sharks, he, he could not kick at all. So, well done, Zach. You practiced during the week, um, mate. But look, I'm I'm taking it with a grain of salt. It, it, they beat the Dolphins. Uh, Hedo, you touched on it a couple of couple of episodes ago. You, you're concerned with the Dolphins, with their travelling and how they're going to go playing away and stuff. So, look. I'm happy the boys got up and they needed a win from getting absolutely pummeled by their their local rivals. But um yeah. Do they Scott, I'll ask you this. They play the Titans on the Gold Coast, the Dragons. The Titans are horrible. The when they like they're not horrible, but they're not going anywhere. They're going like bastards. Mm. You'd nearly tip the Dragons again, yeah? Look, I'm no. <laughs> Yeah. I I would. <laughs> No, I'll, I'll mate, will. Mate, I, will tip, I will tip the dragons. Fafida will run straight through you, all of yours, and he'll. I reckon he'll score a double, and they'll win. Th- yeah. And they'll win thirteen well, plus. Well, and that's not me, Melty. That's just a, a side tip for the players <laughs> out there. I see a little. Yeah, yeah Rodder. Look, but boys, yeah, have we got right. massive concerns over the Dolphins? Uh, uh, not while the Tigers are there, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't. I don't mate, great point. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is that that point in time where you got to see, I suppose, how they go with back to back losses and how they do come back. I still think Ben, uh, yeah, Ben will get them up each week, but you'll find them. You know, they'll just settle. Kind of, they won't come last. I'll say it here now that no. they won't finish last. They'll be up and about. Yeah. Do we think the Broncos are the real deal? Yeah. No. Yeah. I do, yeah. I just think no, there's that, handle. especially with um, as long as Reynolds can stay fit and drive them around the park, and Reese Walsh can stay fit because I think that they're very much like a um, excitement based team. Like if they have that type of Reese Walsh who can perform week on week out, it brings that excitement, and they're that like Tony Staggs, for example. He's a look. He's a good player. He's yeah. a, he's a gun, but he does need a bit of that support, that front running style of play. So, and look, Payne Haas and Patrick Carrigan, 
Like, they're the best one-two punch in the league by far at the moment. Mm. And it all comes down to injuries, but if they all stay fit, yeah, I reckon they're they're a top four to five side for sure. And I reckon that they could oh. they could um, make some waves in the back end. I reckon for sure. I agree with you. I, I think they're they'll be up there, but I, I, I can't see them winning it. I just I just don't think they will. I oh, look win it, it win it. It's hard, I suppose, from this end of the season. But they're not. They're not going to be like they have been the last couple of years. Like they've oh, got yeah. their mojo back, and mate, Payne Haas, you could pay him fucking. I think they have, haven't they? They've two million bucks a year. Fuck sake, bullshit mate. deal that for is, him. Um, so. He's he is a freak. I'm just yeah, glad. I'm just is. glad he plays for New South Wales. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's hope he stays injury free. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right, boys. Um, leading into Easter. It's a good weekend of footy. Uh, Melbourne and the Roosters, quickly. Probably the game of the week. Game of the match of the round, yeah. I reckon Storm will get them. You reckon Storm? Yeah, it's, look, I, don't, I think it's a great shout. Storm are, Storm are tough again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say there's a, there's a pretty much on-par game of the week there, Hedo. Yep. Penrith and Manly at Penrith. Yeah, okay. Oh, look, I... You know what? I'm I'm not going to disagree with you there. I think Manly are playing good footy. I, I will, I will say I'm not sure Manly can hang with Penrith. That's the only thing. You saw what happened on the weekend, mm. 32 all. I'm not sure they can go the length with Penrith. That's that. I'll say that. Um, because Penrith will just bring them in, bring them in, tackle them to death. I'm not sure they can go the length with Penrith. That's all. Yeah. Okay. But. We'll uh, look, it's a great shout because if Turbo plays well, like, mate, Turbo plays well, they could win by 40. Oh, I, that's what I, th- I think you're Dylan Edwards against Turbo and the packs. And oh, I, I just think it'll be a great game, man. Yeah, okay. and 5.30 at Penrith Park. Get in. All right. NRL's done. AFL. I gave you a shout at the start of the season. <laughs> Joe Danaher would be the Coleman into the Lions winning the flag. Are they now the worst team? In the, are they now, are they now worse than the Bulldogs and Hawthorne and North Melbourne? JB, hit me. Tell me I'm wrong. Look, I, I, yeah, you, you're wrong in terms of that that sense. But they need no, they they need, they need to get on their bloody horse. I tell you. <laughs> so. I, I, <clears throat> Listeners, we'll, pre- we'll we'll give a bit of background on that. We're watching the we're we're all obviously not living in the one, under the one house, but we were we were chatting, and there must have been about three minutes to go. And JB sent us a text saying that the, the Lions better get their skates on, and I thought it was a stitch up. So I flicked over, and they're getting beat by the Bulldogs of all people. Of, sorry, of all teams. Yeah, look, they they were poor. That they, they were poor. And there's been a bit of talk around them during the week um, about their forwards. Like you can't, you can't knock their mids, and the backs are alright. But you cannot. Know, they've got one of the best midfield team groups in in the league. But it's hard. You pay big dollars for Joe Danaher and Eric Hipwood, and they're just not performing. Um, so. Are they are they not performing as a team? Do you think? Like, are they too individualized? 
Like, are they are they running the same spot? Yeah, look, they are, and they're not in sync. You know, you have good forwards like, um, for example, um, Jeremy Cameron and um, Tom Hawkins. Tom Hawkins, yep. They they know each other. Where everyone's each other's going to be at all times. Hence why they you and know Rich and Rewald. Yeah, exactly. And these two just aren't clicking. And you see a bit of vision during the week with Joe Danaher really getting up Hitwood about not kicking it long. But it goes both ways. Like he's Yeah, so is he able to do that? Has he got enough clout in the game to do that? In his own mind he does, but no, he doesn't. No. Nah. Nah. Yeah, okay. So and that, to be honest, comes from his last name. Like he's bought so the Danaher lame yep. is legendary in the AFL. The brothers, the four brothers, played heaps of games. Yep. But the vision, like he's he's standing in the goal square, just waving his arms, saying "kick it long." Like that's fucking junior football shit. You know what I mean? You don't get paid six hundred plus thousand dollars to stand your fuck. I can do that, mate. If you want to pay me, I'll fucking do the same fucking thing, <laughs> right? But at the same time, so is he not getting dirty? Is he not getting dirty, Danaher? No, he's he wants it on a silver platter. Like he yeah. just thinks he should be getting it, but it's like, well, you got to fucking move to get it. And there was vision of him going like stupid attempts at a mark to give away a free kick. And look, I got some stats on these two, right? So Eric Hitwood, this is one of my biggest gripes. So he signs a seven-year contract, right? So. He, he signed through to 2029, and this was last year. So it was a six-year extension, Fuck right? Hell, that's look, he, look, and this is this is what happens. So he won the BNF last year, right? And he played well. So they go in, they rush through, and they sign him a six-year extension. He's kicked two goals, one from three games this year, right? Now, and Joe Danaher, for example, has, has kicked 6-6 six, six from three games, He's, as I said, as I said before, he's look, looking lazy. He's giving away cheap freeze and whatever. But this is my gripe about long contracts, right? Now, you sign. It always seems to happen when you when you when you're coming off contract, you'll play out of your fucking skin, and then you get your manager just to get a bulk contract five, seven, even Tom Lolo ten. Tom Lolo is the exception. To this argument, right? Yeah, so is Buddy. Yeah, and Buddy, right? Mm. Now, I think because Brody Grundy's perfect example, and he's, he was a Collingwood player. He signs a seven-year deal, and then and he at the time he was the best ruckman by far in the league. No one could touch him. He signs it, and then he goes to shit because there's that shit, comfort, yeah. you know? It's that fucking comfort of I've got, of, yeah, I'm getting paid. Got my eight hundred every year. Yeah. And yep. now Eric Hitwood is playing like that. And it's only been three games, you know, you got to get in some slack. But, mate, pull your fucking head in. You can't be demanding this. If you're going to demand that, you need to bring something to the table. 100%. And I just think, to be honest, and this comes with the NRL as well, you should not be allowed to give more than a three-year contract. That's my opinion. Sure. Because I think it's a great shout. Well, look at Sonny Bill. He just signed year by year. And look, yeah. he, he kept his standard. And this is the problem, right? So we have to pay. So this is we as in Collingwood. We are, even though we traded fucking Brody out to Melbourne, like Melbourne couldn't afford to have him for 900,000, but we needed to get rid of him. 
So I don't know what the figure is, but it's it's something like three hundred thousand. We're paying for him to top his contract up. Like it it not only like yes, it just it just fucks the the clubs up when they do are that. You, are you saying and are you saying it's poor management by a club, or is it good management by the players' manager that the the the, the players paying the manager to do his job? It's both. It's both. Like, so do you think clubs have to get a bit harder? I just think there should be a rule. I think the AFL should be saying, listen, you can't. There's no you know, such thing. You can't do. Because what it does is it'll eventually, like if you go back-to-back long contracts, it'll fuck the club. Because. Well, it does. You, it, it's it, it's happened. Yeah. You can see it in, in writing. And then, and, then, and then you've got clubs that will put their hand out to the AFL. They're all saying, we need some money. We need some help. It needs to be. Because I think, to be honest, it, like it just shows, as we said, if, you, if you're coming up to your contract extension time, you're going to play better. If you've got more people trying to play better more often mm. and, and the big star players doing that, chasing their, their extra million-dollar contracts, it's better for the game. But, Scott, I'll ask you this on, on, on the back of it. And, JB, it's a great shout, but do you think player managers now have a role to play in the fact that Okay, they got their they got their player the buddies contract for ten years, right? Do you not think it's yes they're getting paid, but to also say, listen, you've had a crack here, you've signed, we've signed the ten year deal, you need to start playing better, and the club's been a bit tougher on them as well. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I I think it's it's good management as a collective. I, yeah, I think I think if you're if you're a player's manager and you you can lock in a player for that amount of time for that amount of money. Obviously, he's done well for himself and his and his player, but I think you've also got to help the club as a player manager to be like, you need to fucking perform. I've just got you this deal, blah 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 blah. So, well, for me, I'll ask you, I'll ask you, you both this then. So, for me, why should the club be dealing with that player manager again? Well, it's hard, I suppose. Like, if if that player is going to commit to that player manager, and you want that player, and generally. The one player manager holds the cards of has a lot, has a lot of the major players. Mm, yeah. So, and- I think look, it does come down to the to the club to be able to make it very um, like have a lot of boxes you need to tick to be able to get what you want. Like a lot of players, I think it's more of a I think it's more of a win for the manager. Oh, 100 percent it is. Mate, like, absolutely it is. He's getting his seven percent for the next ten years, no matter what. That's yeah. right. And how many how many players has he got? You know? Yeah. So he's signing ten players to ten. He's got only ten I players think, in his um, books. He's signed all ten to ten year deals. He's clipping it. Cherry was Daily Cherry Evans one of the first to lock in a long term contract in the NRL with Manly? It was well, a he, he, yeah, he was the first, yeah. And then Tamalolo. But yeah, look. He also uh, signed with the Titans too. Remember, don't. don't yeah, he, back, he, he, back, he, had, he, he backflipped on him or something. Yeah, that? the day before. Yeah, he signed a ten-year deal. Yeah, he signed ten a ten-year deal, deal with with the Titans. Is that what it was as well? Yeah, yeah, okay. And then he and went back to so Manly. Double ten-year. Yeah, and, and then basically Manly. signed a twenty-year deal. Yeah. Pretty much, he signed for twenty years. Yeah. And has he won anything with Manly? No, not since then. No, no. just a long neck. It's getting longer. <laughs> Just one along there. All right, JB, I reckon that's a great shout. And you know what? I reckon we could probably do a potty on that just yeah. on its own around how clubs are not handling 
not not handling player managers and player contracts, right, but just how they're handling, I guess, draft picks in the AFL, then also handling in around juniors and salary cap in the NRL. I reckon we could spend 45 on just that, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. Um, Collingwood. Yeah, how good? No Ruckman. I know oh, they beat the Tigers. Beat the- now no Ruckman. Are, they, are you in trouble? First of all, we beat the Tigers, so get that up your Walshie. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. Beat look, another 13 of your team. How many How many teams did win this weekend? Beat your team. Oh, your, your 50-50, I reckon. Look, yeah, look, it was a I, – I thought we would win. Like, Richmond did have a few injuries, but it didn't kick straight. Fucking eight goals, 15s doesn't help. Yeah, look, having Darcy Cameron injured won't help, but – um. They're just a couple of young ruckmen. So that you're going to have to promote some young rucks, or are you going to go McStay? At the moment, that they're, they're thinking of, um, from what I'm hearing, they're going to roll McStay and Frampton, who's down back, roll them through, kind of half and half, just pinch hitting at times. Just at the half start, half. I think, at the start, yeah, to see how we go. But yeah, look, it was a, it was a good win. I mean, the standard players fucking stood up again to Goey, Dacos. And Mitchell or hey, those Dacos boys, it's the, yeah. those Dacos boys are a genius for the football. Yeah, that'd be fine. It's good. It's good. Yeah, so they 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 had like thirty odds, so we'll be right. Are Melbourne the real deal? Yeah, mate. Look, do you know like the Melbourne Sydney game? Like, like they are they are good. Like they they won the contested ball. Was it? Look, if you look at the the main statistics of the game the that was fairly close like possessions game time it was pretty much 50 50 but the contest contested possessions that was the biggest gap that and the scoreboard so we had 21 goals eight to melbourne and 12 yeah. goals 12 to sydney well that's only four scoring shots different so and it ends up being a 50-point margin. So I think watching the game, I think Melbourne, the intent was there, and that's what they're like every week. So, look, they're going to be hard to stop. All right. So we just quickly, Geelong don't make finals? No, nah, they'll make it. Yeah. They'll be right. Oh, I don't you reckon. Yeah, look, that was the biggest upset of the year, I reckon. I don't know. A bit of a glitch, I'm going to say. Like, there's no really excuses. They didn't have really many injuries. They had most of their players in. So, But, mate, oh, they haven't won a game. They'll be right. They'll come back. They're a good team. Are they missing Selwood? He retired. Yeah, I know. Are they missing him? Um, <laughs> nah. Nah. I don't reckon. Mate, oh, I'm going to say it here and now. I reckon they struggle to make it, Geelong. If they play the way they have, yep. I, I don't think they make it. I reckon. I reckon. have got a long back. injury list. I reckon I'll get back. All right. Well, it's mate. All right. Before we move on and we preview the round, who is now flag favourites? Collingwood. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. There's, there's <laughs> no. There's no right. real. Right. I don't. You got to give me something. Give me some reason why they're not. And you know what? We'll, well, we'll Melbourne- show it on. We'll show it Thursday night when we. Pump the fucking lions. Yeah, hey, hey, my lions. Yeah. Hey, hey. And look, you probably will. I, I just want to say, 
the way Melbourne won for me yeah. has put them back into record. And and I understand Collingwood, I get all that. But without a Ruckman moving forward for however long, I'm not sure. But Melbourne looked the goods. That's all. That's All right. Well, here we go. This is the yardstick. Queen's birthday weekend, Melbourne, yep. Collingwood, every year. And it's the biggest, one of the biggest crowds during the home and away season. And the players put it all on the line. That will be the yardstick of of who and where we stand. So, yeah. All right. Does the winner come from one of them too? At the moment, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. yeah. Hopefully that's the grand final, to be honest. Well, there could be, there, there could be 200,000 there. Yeah, yeah. No, could be. Melbourne had a well. We we well well. By then we'll know who's going to kittens for a night out. By then, we'll <laughs> yeah, <it's> true. Yeah, <laughs> we could make it. Now it's boys. It's I guess the the battle for for me it was the battle of the spoon. But Clarkson versus Hawthorne, Sam Mitchell versus Clarkson, and JB, you're our resident. AFL expert. How did Hawthorne win? Yeah, they they just yeah. I was surprised to be honest, and yeah, that that they, they just like North North played like they usually would play, you know. But I think Hawthorne pulled out. It's kind of like it made me think maybe he's just like oh, after all this talk about tanking and all this. I'll just get one, especially away for Clarkson. I'll just get one done <laughs> just to shut him up for a bit and then I'll I'll take on my good players off. I'll put them on the injury list and then we'll get the draft pick at the end of the year. I don't know. Yeah. It surprised me, but they always do play well down in Tasmania. I don't know how, but, yeah, all the families were supporting there, so I don't know. Well, our tipping's horrible. Tell me, young, and I, I know you're you, you're talking yourself up. And I know you had sort of a decent week, but JB, how are you? What are you doing? I'm putting my tips in after the games are finished. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only way. It's the only way you can be doing it. Like, seriously. It's just just intel, mate. You're four points clear, top of the league. Yeah. That's almost almost call it now, isn't it? Mate, the way... (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah. mate. It's it both both AFL and the NRL. It's it's too hard. It's just too hard at the moment. Too hard. Mate, I tell you, if whoever tips a full round, the first time you tip a full round, you can nearly close the gate because hundred percent probably not going to happen. Well, put it this way: every time I put in each week, I think, yeah, and no, I'll get I'll get I'll get full books. Both, I have, <laughs> I don't know. Put yeah, on. exactly. <laughs> fucking hell, it is hard. Yeah. All right, well, boys, we're gonna have another crack uh, next week around tipping. Well, we're gonna have a crack every week and see how we go. Now, JB, UFC this week. I know there wasn't much on, but coming up, yeah, so big one, UFC two eighty seven. Now it's a rematch: um, Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya. Uh, I think I got the backstory a while back, but basically Pereira, yeah, they they have a history in the kickboxing. Pereira's knocked him out twice, and like Adesanya hasn't really lost in the UFC, um, but Pereira just come to the UFC just to beat him. Now, look, I think he will. I think he'll get it done again. And, yeah. yeah, and 
Izzy's during the week, he's always so confident, right? He's always has been. But there's a few comments during the week saying, look, if 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 I get done this week, then that's mate basically it. For me, it's kind of like, well, there's that one guy you can't beat, so why do you keep looking going? And you never hear that kind of chat from him. So I don't know whether it's a mental thing or it's just a comment. But anyway, so yeah, that'll be a big one. Uh, the co-main event, Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, look, oh, I think this Jorge Masvidal is a bit of a hype train. Like, yes, he knocked one bloke out in five seconds, but that was a fluke. And then he's he's literally got – he needs some bloke in the head and he's rode that wave. Talk about someone milking as much as you can get out of a fucking coconut. He's he's got the tattoo of the knee of the knee to the head on his neck. Oh, like he's flog. just a, yeah, he's a fucking flog, <laughs> and he's going to get absolutely fucking pummeled. And this pummeled. comes from a bloke saying how good he is. He's thirty five wins, sixteen losses. So mate, you've been he's you lost. fucking battled sixteen times, mate. Like it's not a fucking yeah. banner. Anyway, no, nah, look, it'll be a good one. It'll be a good one. Keep an eye on for that. So that's on um, on Sunday Australian time, twelve o'clock. All right, we'll keep an eye out for that. Now, before we get on to JB's multi of the week, Scott, how'd yours go? Mine was good. I had three from four. So you didn't win? No, I didn't win, mate. There was one team that let me down, unfortunately. Who's that? Another team you support? Don't worry about it, mate. unfortunately. Stick with them. Yeah, look. I went went for the money in that. They were playing away to the Roosters. Um, But, yeah. Unfortunately, they lost, but I got the other three. So, oh well, uh, good share. Probably the closest. Yeah, well, one of two. JB got close as well. So, JB, you're up this week. What have you got? Yeah, all right. Here we go. So, this is the one. All right. Now, listeners, he hasn't he hasn't even sent this so, through to us. Normally, we get, normally we get yeah. this early, and he hasn't even sent this through to us. So, I'm going we early. Talking, uh, talking back a bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm going <laughs> early. I'm going the two Thursday night games. AFL and NRL, right? So I've got NRL, Melbourne Storm, Sydney Roosters. I've got Melbourne Storm to win. Will Warbrick to score, anytime try scorer. Into Brisbane Collingwood. So Collingwood to win 1 to 39. And Jordan to Goey to kick two or more goals. Now, I've put 100 on it. And it's paying. Sixteen dollars ninety-five cents. So That's not a bad. So Melbourne, Melbourne head to head. Melbourne head to head. Have Melbourne head to head. Yep. And Will Warwick yep. to score the winger. Mm-hmm. Collingwood one to thirty-nine, and Jordan to go with two or more goals. Look, good shout. Um, not bad. Yep. Not bad. I, I'm, I'm, I'm nodding. I agree. Now but, Collingwood lines at the MCG. Yes. Uh no, it's up. It's up north. the Gabba. Yeah. Pretty sure it's up the Gabba, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you're, you're right. It's at the Gabba. But Melbourne Melbourne at home. Melbourne at yeah, home. I think, at I, think, Park. I think that's the only yeah. difference with Melbourne Roosters, to be honest. Is the home, home ground? Yeah, yeah. Although, right, in saying that, before, yeah. There you go. I don't know, in saying that, Melbourne, I don't know, the starting to turn the screws. They, they won away to South last week. Yeah, look, it'd be interesting to see how the Roosters go without Tedesco and if they put Joey Manu back or Suwilihi, whatever you want to fucking say it, at full back or not. <laughs> so I'm sick of these new names. Like, just fucking go with it. 
<laughs> You're oh, right. Wow. Yeah, Pop Polo. How do you say Jason Polo now? He's, uh, well, he's got... We're full. We're four or five episodes in, and you're going to see the real stuff now. We were, we're, we were talking. <laughs> I don't know, we we're, so, we're so being politically correct now, so yeah. go fuck we yourselves. <laughs> All right, now, boys. In conclusion, I know I know JB is going to wrap us up with something funny, um, but again, boys, it's been a good week of footy. Um, we didn't get on to onto football, but. I think we covered off some good topics and topics that needed to be spoken about around, I guess, the journalists in in the NRL and, and how they act. And I guess hopefully my Lions come back and, well, that against – I don't really want to sack the multi, JB, but I, I, I'm sort of still on the back of the line somehow. Oh, look, mate, don't, don't worry. It's only early in the season, mate. Let's just – Young and I hope your fourteen teams go well this week in both AFL, NRL, NFL, high hockey, and whoever else you go for this week. Yep, go to Sydney Swifts, mate. I'm all over it. <laughs> all right, JB, take us out with um, a new segment, JB's joke of the week. All right, so yeah, so, so we're going to do this each week. It's JB's joke of the week. So this week is brought to you by uh, Whittlesey Mowing. Uh, any lawn, garden care you need in the northern suburbs of Melbourne, they're happy to help you out. Just all, all, all on the socials, give me the other team there, we'll give you a hand. Now, just want to throw a little comment out before I do this first joke, right? Now, just to listeners out there, the jokes that I'm going to say, I didn't write them, right? And you may have heard them before, <laughs> so I don't want these comments that are like, oh, it's an old joke, whatever. But if they're funny, I'll fucking tell them, all right? <laughs> all right, so... <laughs> I'll start off this. So this bloke walks into a pet store, and he's after he wants to buy a budgie. Now he goes to the uh, the shop tendant there, and he says, "Look, mate, I'm after a budgie." And he says, "Look, mate, I'm kind of out of budgies." And he's like, "What do you mean, kind of out of budgies?" And he goes, "Oh fuck, I've got this fucking blue budgie in the back." He's a pain in the ass, you know, like he's just, he swears and carries on. He's a bit of a handful. He goes, look, mate, don't worry about it. I'll take him. I'll sort him out. So anyway, the bloke takes him back home and and then the, the, he puts out the cage out the back and then the budgie's just pacing up and down the cage saying, fuck, I can fight. Fuck, I can fight. <laughs> and the guy's like, fuck, and I'm sick of this budgie already. So he goes, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort him out. So the next day he goes and he, he buys a cockatoo. He puts it in the cage because, like, it's a big cage. And he goes, look, mate, good good luck, budgie. I'll see you in the morning. So he comes out in the morning, and to his surprise, the cockatoo is dead, flat on the cage, on the bottom, on the floor of the cage. And the budgie's, fuck, I can fight. Fuck, I can fight. <laughs> and he's thinking, fucking hell. He goes, that's it, I've had enough. So he's he goes the next day and he gets an eagle. And he gets an eagle and he puts it in the cage. And he, then what he does is he puts a sheet over the over the cage overnight and it says, all right, good luck, budgie. So he comes in the next morning and pulls the sheet off. To his surprise, the eagle is dead, flat in the ground. But the budgie's got no feathers. The budgie's walking around going, fuck, I can fight. Fuck, I can fight. But I had to take my shirt off to beat that cunt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so oh, that is yeah, that is very good. Yeah. Fucking yeah. So brilliant. that's the plan. As I said, I didn't write the fucking jokes, but if they're funny, we'll tell them. Oh, so it, and and, and, and any listeners out there that want to have a joke they want me to read out or whatever, find it funny, feel right free to us. send it through. Yep. Send us your jokes and please remember to like and subscribe to our, all our podcast platforms. So wherever you listen to us, um, please like, subscribe so you know when the next episode's out. Um, feel free to comment on all our socials and also feel free to leave us a comment under the podcast as well, wherever you listen and tell us we're doing a shit job because no one's really telling us we're doing a good job. Everyone's happy to keep on listening and keep on giving us crap. But, hey, thank you for listening, everyone. Boys, enjoy the week. We'll see you next week. Enjoy happy Easter. See ya. Happy Easter, lads. See ya.